Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, May 13th, 2021. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, how congressional leaders are deputizing big jobs in the chamber. Number two, the latest on Representative Liz Stefanik's leadership bid. And number three, Trump's former national security advisor is going to South Carolina for a potential run. All right, Jake, let's go to the number one story of the day. This is an interesting trend. You typically think of congressional leadership, particularly in the modern era, as kind of running everything. It's a very, very, very centralized operation. But there's kind of an interesting trend we've been knowing, we've been noticing here where all of a sudden there's a lot of other people in the mix. That's right. I mean, uh, the leadership has been decentralizing. Usually um, uh, the leadership keeps power concentrated pretty closely to the um, to the leadership suite, to the speaker's office, to the majority leader's office. But uh, there's been a lot of examples uh, across the board, not only with Nancy Pelosi, but Chuck Schumer, uh, Mitch McConnell, with just how they are devolving power. They are pushing pushing power back out to the um, to the rank and file. So Karen Bass, the California Democrat, is seeking a police deal. She's deputy Pelosi's deputized Betty Thompson, chair of the chair of the Homeland Security Committee to negotiate uh, on the January 6th commission. Rosa DeLauro of Connecticut, chair of the Appropriations Committee, uh, was deputized to 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 craft earmark policy. Uh, Chuck Schumer has sent Chris Murphy to look for a gun deal and Dick Durbin to try to find an immigration deal. Now, none of these things um are guaranteed to work. In fact, they may they might not work. There's plenty of evidence that they will not work. But you know, this is a uh, a reversal of a recent trend in which um, people are uh, the the leadership is is pushing power out and is trying to um, uh, not distance themselves, but certainly uh, uh, give other people a chance uh, to find to find uh, bipartisan agreement. In some ways, I think it's actually pretty smart, right? When you look at these very thorny issues, instead of holding the bag and people just blaming leadership and saying, oh, you know, it's Nancy Pelosi, it's Chuck Schumer, it's, you know, Mitch McConnell, they don't actually, they're not incentivized to come up with a deal. You actually have people who have been working on these issues or feel very personally invested in these issues, trying to come up with a deal. And if it doesn't end up happening, it all of a sudden you have, if you're a leadership, somebody else, not to blame, but it's you kind of bring them into the process so it's not just this top-down leadership uh, structure. It's going to be very interesting to see if any of those deputies actually are able to come to some kind of fruition when it comes to these very, very tough issues. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the day. Elise Stefanik, we continue to cover these House Republicans and what is happening in their internal leadership battles. Liz Cheney was the story yesterday. She was ousted very uh, quickly, uh, to say the least, in terms of her her move uh, to, to, to no longer be in leadership by House Republicans. But Elise Stefanik now is plowing ahead. 
It's right. Uh, it feels like we should have had six podcasts between now, now and yesterday when Elise Stefanik, uh, when Liz Cheney rather was booted from the leadership. Uh, it took about 15 minutes. We barely had gotten down to the room where they were having the election by the time they were. Uh, she had lost by a voice vote. Voice vote. That's pretty amazing. I mean, the Republicans don't do anything um, in 15 minutes. They usually take hours to, to decide if the sky is blue. Because it was four hours, right? Four hours, I believe, the first time when Cheney actually won, you know, when they first considered removing her. That That's right, right? Yeah, I think it was it was a while. It wasn't 50. I'll put it this way. It was not 15 minutes. <laughs> this is a voice vote. Um, and you could uh, that means that, you know, anybody could have kind of opposed, uh, raised their hand and say, no, you need to do a recorded vote. And the leadership probably would have had to. Um, but they did it by voice vote. And seconds later, Liz Cheney was outside talking to the press. Now, we made this point yesterday morning. Jonathan Martin made this point today in the New York Times. It's a good point to make. I mean, Liz Cheney is now um, a martyr. And she's now a um, the former House Republican conference chair who was pushed out um, by her fellow members. And and that is a powerful thing. I mean, she's on the she's on the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie. I don't think there's any current Republican conference chair who's on the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie. Um, and I think that you know she has a new platform. She has a new megaphone. She's going to be. Everyone's going to be talking about her, and everybody's going to be chasing her. She has her own security detail now. Uh, she has Democrats praising her, some Republicans praising her. She's trying. She says she wants to bring the Republican Party back. So that's what that's what Republicans got for booting her out. All right, the number three story of the day, twenty twenty two? Question mark. Maybe could it be? Robert O'Brien is going to South Carolina with a top political player. Don't remember who Robert O'Brien is? I'd be surprised if many folks in South Carolina know who he is, Jake. Yeah, the, his constituency is uh, someone. I think it's just the dude whose house he's staying in, I think. Uh, Robert O'Brien was the national security advisor for Donald Trump, somebody who um, actually worked in the Obama administration Uh as well, he was the uh, uh, negotiator for for um, people who are being held hostage. Anyway, he's he was the national security advisor for Donald Trump going down to South Carolina with Ed McMullen to meet with political figures. I mean, what in God's name is he doing? I have no idea. Um, but anyone could go to South Carolina. In fact, I like South Carolina a lot. I, Charleston, I, great place. Yeah, Charleston's beautiful. You know, I, I feel like through a couple of campaigns, I've been to every corner of that state. Uh, it's a lovely state, and I I trust that Robert O'Brien, although he probably will not be president or get any anywhere close to being president, I trust he'll have a nice weekend in South Carolina. Well, there you go. I wish I wish it was us. Maybe next time they'll invite us along hey, for the trip. Go, we could go cover it. We own our own company. If you want, go ahead, to, go stake <laughs> it out. All right. Well, thanks so much for listening. Hit that subscribe button. Leave us a rating and review. You can subscribe to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.